to Market Savvy Conversations. My name is Megan Walker and today our very special guest is Georgie Davidson, who is an experienced physiotherapist and who's undertaken further studies in the field of mindfulness. Hi Georgie, how are you today? I'm good, thank you Megan. Thank you so much for inviting me to, to be here. I'm really looking forward to our mindful conversation and I know when I try and practice mindfulness in conversations it can go anywhere and I suppose that's that's a good thing isn't it that we are so in the moment that we're going to be taken who knows where but what I wanted to do was uh, introduce Georgie to all of you and so talk about her background in the traditional field of being you know, an allied health professional and then moving into more of the digital course space so Georgie do you want to start us off by Tell us about your background. Where did you study? Where are you based? What have you been doing? Okay. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Megan. Hello, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I, I've been a physio for many, for many years. And you know, early on in my career, I realized that working with people from a physical perspective, you know, it was really quite narrow. And, you know, I had a lot of questions around why does this person respond to this treatment and another person won't? and realised that there was so much um, more for me to learn around how someone was responding to, to their issue, whether it be pain or whatever. So, yeah, so I went down a really interesting path, still working as a physio over three decades, um, exploring different ways to work with people. And that led me to be to train as a yoga teacher because yoga was my passion as a young person. So I trained as a yoga teacher and then discovered the work of John Kabat-Zinn teaching the mindfulness program and the eight-week MBSR course. So I trained to teach that. So basically since, since then, I've been incorporating mindfulness and yoga into my work with clients and been teaching group programs. So I teach the MBSR course. I teach a professional program for health professionals working with people with pain. I teach some shorter wellbeing programs um, yeah, so it's been really interesting doing a mixture of those different things over the years. And I think because of that, I've developed this kind of niche, I think, mm -hmm. where um, being fortunate to have been able to get in on the early side of the sort of the mindfulness hype, because I've been teaching it now since 2010, mm -hmm. to be able to see a pathway of how we can incorporate it into clinical care and particularly for physical-based therapists, so exercise phys and physios, because we don't really have a model of what yeah. that looks like. Oh, how interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. And so you, are, you know, you and I have come to meet each other through, you know, being involved in online courses. Tell me about yeah. that transition. So you've been delivering programs, you've been yeah. working in clinic. How did the digital side come about for you? Yeah, it's a really, that's a really good question. And for me, I think it was that it, it also tied in with the marketing side of it mm. because as a health professional, I always sort of believe that if you do a really good job, people will find you. And I've realised that that's kind of not really the way yeah. that it is, um, that we live in the world now that there's so many competing in bits of information that I had to sort of get on board with mm -hmm. being able to promote and advertise. And I was really scared of ARPRA. Yes. of saying the wrong thing. So I had all this and I have all this feedback that's just sitting on bits of paper and spreadsheets and not actually sharing that. So that's how I initially met you, Megan. Yes. Okay. I posted on something about can I put, because I saw seeing people were putting things on social media. I was like, Am, are you allowed to do that? 
So someone then put me in touch with you, Megan, around oh. the APRA guideline right. course that you were doing. So that's how I kind of got hooked in um, because I wanted to be able to promote my courses more fully. Mm. And also I wanted to be able to deliver it to a bigger audience because I was getting inquiries from people from interstate and sort of from the UK and I thought, how can I do this when what I was doing was that the, the health professional training, which is what I'm focusing on, was a two-day course. And i like, well, actually, I can see that I'd like to be able to offer this to a broader audience, mm. but also I'd like to be able to roll it out in a way that people can build skills over time yes. rather than just two days and then they go. So how do I, how do we build in those skills over time? So that was kind of how I then started to look at actually maybe I need to be doing more online and learning how to promote that in an opera safe way. Wonderful. And did COVID play a role in you moving into this space a little faster than you'd thought or tell me about the impact there? My, my IT, my IT fear had to be worked through because, you know, I wanted to run my mindfulness course, my MBSR eight-week course. You know, Mm. I could see there was a need for that. So I decided to run that online. So I started to build the skills around how to work with IT staff and Zoom. Uh, I then also started to learn more about the um, social media but the more I learned about the social, the more I realised I didn't quite know what I was doing. <laughs> so I needed I needed some kind of advice around that. So, but certainly COVID took me out of my comfort zone, but helped me to build more skills in the IT kind of arena. Definitely yeah, fantastic. I always think of IT like you know, it's it's almost like baking a cake. My, my husband had a big birthday on the weekend, and I made this really extravagant cake. And I'm, I'm not normally an icing person. I sort of, I'm a, you know, very industrious. We get the cake done, there was the cake. You know, <laughs> this thing was like layers of different icings. And, and I'm like, looked at the men, the, the recipe and it's this, you know, it's so wow. many step processes. <laughs> and I thought, that's like IT in a strange, bizarre parallel that we just look at it and we see this list and it's like, okay, the overwhelm is so real when we're faced with, will it break? Are we going to make it worse? Is it going to cost us more money to fix this? Once I get into that step, am I creating more time? Like we, you know, just get so stuck looking at this this long recipe and it's like, okay, well, what do we know? Get all the ingredients out. What's the first step? And, and I think, wow, there's so much help around with help desks and Googling and, okay, so we just do the first step. Now what's the second one that... It really, we have to push ourselves through that, don't we? Because it's so overwhelming, that fear of, what was it for you? Is it getting it wrong? Is it breaking something? What, what sort of is your resistance around the technology? I think, I think it's more about being seen. Oh, the busy, oh, yes. Okay, I'm putting my hand up. Yeah. What will I, I people mean, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more around that aspect of it and, oh, you know, what, what people are going to, and I kind of moved through that now, but because it's about offering something that people really need. And I've mm. kind of got that in my mindset that I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm providing assistance and help and guidance. But there is that, you know, how do I put this on, on Facebook? So it is ARPRA friendly yeah. and it connects to people and it's meaningful for, for them. And, and that 
yeah, there is that. And, and I'm this okay person in being able to do that. I've got the skills. I mean, for me, getting that sense was I, I also went and worked in a, you know, my area is working with people with pain. Mm. And the confidence is in that, but it's also in your skills that you've developed over a lifetime too. So it's about putting yourself out there and those skills. And for me, I, I found that I kept going back to, oh, I need more skills, I need more skills. I'll go and work in a pain service for three years, which is what I did, to make sure I've got those skills. So you go round and round and then you get to a point with your skill set but also with your social media and your marketing that's like, actually, enough. maybe I do not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm at that point that, you know, you, soon you'll be, you won't be here anymore. And <laughs> you get to that point and you go, if I'm going to do it, I've got to do it now. And yeah. I have to overcome that IT fear and just do it. Yeah, it's so it. true. It's so true. I, I thought, oh, I'm getting more coaching work. You know, I should go and I really should go and do a psychology degree. It's like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm a marketer. I don't have the skill set for that. How about just a lighter touch coaching program and then refer people as needed? You know, it's it's that when when is enough enough and I love how you've made your purpose greater than your fear mm. and it's so it is to purpose driven you've gone from the inside out and whereas if we look at the fear of what people might say or could go wrong we get stuck in that focus on me and the focus yeah. is bigger than me and so in order to to get that breadth of people you can help I'm going to work through that that vulnerability and that exposure and the what ifs and go yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. So well done. That's a massive step. That sometimes <laughs> I, I have. I have a little mindfulness strategy that you know because that's my topic. You know, yeah. so I, I have a little process that I do and what I say to myself and how I connect in and and it is about. I mean, and and, and this is actually relevant to the work I do with health professionals and the work I do with pain too. Yeah. In that it is about kind of being present with what's here now rather mm. than going into the future and kind of going it's like okay let's be here present here now in the body we're just noticing that and connecting to the ground and then when the little doubt goes it's like okay I'm here now mm. and it's not about me mm. and I find that little process for me is really helpful oh helpful and, oh so helpful all the what-ifs can go away I can only control yeah. this breath <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, coming back again to working with people, you know, with working with pain, Megan, and I think what you said about baking the cake, you know, baking the cake and the steps and the layers, I think that's very much the same as my process with my program also is that it is about the layers yeah. you know, and it is about skill building for ourselves as health professionals to be able to look after ourselves mm. but to be able to build skills to be able to help our clients so that they can then build skills yeah. so it's not a fixed approach it's about building building those skills and those awarenesses that help us to actually intervene mm. in a way that can help take someone from being really stuck yes. in pain to actually feeling so much more empowered to be able to live their life. Yeah, that's well, a really nice change to the medical model, isn't it? It's not. It is. Problem, yeah. solution, problem, solution. Yeah, it's, it's school forward building. moving. Yeah. yeah. And it's resource building, those layers. And, I, and for me, I see that the skills that I'm building working with you 
are supplementary to being able to, to do that because that's not my skill set. I know where I, <laughs> I know you said, you know, you're back. I know my skill set and I know where I need support and help mm-hmm. to be able to bring what I feel could actually be quite transformational for health professionals. But I actually really think it can be really transformational for physios. Mm, definitely. And, yeah. You know, there's this piece in me that feels that we're missing, we're missing a piece, we're missing a gap in our education. And I can kind of see what that is through my own experience and working with health professionals Mm. over years. And it's not that hard to fill that gap, but we've got to recognise that it's there. Yeah. And, you you know, this is a big, I don't want to head down this big conversation because I want to bring you back to what what you've learned and and where you're going next. But I I can hear the impact, like as a lay person, I'm hearing the impact on chronic pain on someone presenting with physical symptoms in physio, but are you saying what's being done to address the mental component of that that pain? I think we recognise as physios now that we need to be providing a um, psychologically informed biopsychosocial approach. We recognise we need to do that and there is research and evidence that suggests we need to do that, but how do we do that? And what's happening Mm. in the physio profession is that we go, okay, well, these are my physio skills. I better go and learn some CBT. I better go and learn some ACT. Mm. But those programs are put together for psychologists working in clinical psych positions. And we're kind of going, well, maybe we need to be doing this as well. But there is a way we can work with people with the body, with noticing because pain is in the body, stress is in the body, fear is in the body, that I think matches our skill set in a much better way and fits within our scope in a better yes. way. Brilliant. And it's applicable to all physios, wherever they are, whatever, whoever they're working with. And I think we haven't recognised that. We're trying to be physios and psychologists, whereas I think there is a way of being a physio but addressing the whole picture through the body. Yes. The first, the first um, foundation of mindfulness is the body. Yeah. And take that pressure off. We're not asking you to be also a psychologist in addition no. to no. just adopt a different approach. Different How fantastic. Approach so t- tell me your vision. Oh, so many things. Oh, okay. I want to know what you've learned on this journey of going digital and where, yeah. where it's going. Okay. Well, going, going digital, what have I learned? I've learned part of what we, we did with going digital was, was first of all testing and talking to people, which I think was really valuable. And for me, I've learned a couple of things from that. I learned that people that did the course as far as eight years ago with me still say how helpful that was in transforming their practice. So for me, it was very um, confirming, validating. But I also learned that people value a lot the face-to-face and that's the experience they get through interacting with the practices that I share is really powerful. So I realised that for me going digital is also about incorporating coaching sessions one-to-one and maybe further down the line getting people to come live to a a kind of a masterclass face-to-face session as well. So I've learnt that bit. Mm. I've learned about, oh, yeah, how to try and take a face-to-face course and divvy it up into pieces 
to be able to prevent, to be able to provide it uh, online. Yeah. Um, I've learned, I'd already been learning more about how to use the technology and I'm still on that journey. Like how do I load it all in and this? I'm still kind of learning about all that part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the group side of it's important too, I think, for me. So that, yes. that, then that comes back to the coaching. So, yeah. Mm, fantastic. And where to from here? What is the name of your program? Where is it at in its development? Yeah. <laughs> well, the course, I, I call the course Body Map because it is about finding the way of the map inside the body to help with pain. And the MAP is mindfulness and pain. Right. And mindfulness lovely. also has different words around mindfulness, movement, meta, which is kindness and um, mindset. Mm-hmm. A. a also has, and I won't go on to that, but they all, okay. A and P also have different. Yeah. Very considered. Um, so I've got the name and the, the current name of the program that I'm delivering for health professionals is um, Clinical Mindfulness and mm. Pain Management for Health Professionals. So right. fairly straightforward. So yeah, that's, that's good, what it is. <laughs> so I've got the name. I've got... The content I've upgraded because my initial course I t- when I first put it together, which actually was a, with a work cover grant, incidentally, mm. was back in 2014. So I've updated it because there have been changes in pain science since then. So I've updated that. Uh, I've got all the program, uh, all the thing mapped up and the sessions and the coaching sessions all planned. I now need to go on and do the videoing of the sessions. Um I've also been working on my email list because that was actually something else I learned. I've learned more about how to build an email list. And I've been doing some free monthly sessions, uh, which I offer to health professionals in particular physios. So that's been helping that. So so I've got a building community. I've got a building mail list. But, yeah, so I've got to finish... (laughs) That's the, amazing, George. Look how far you've come, so, though. Look, look yeah, at what come, you've I've done. I've come a long way. Huge. I've come a long That's way. Huge. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it is a lot of work, but I think it's really, I feel it's really valuable and it's yeah. taking me in the direction I want to go. Because my, my initial vision when I started this originally was that, and this is a very big vision, and yes, I feel I want to hear it. nervous even putting this out, out here, okay, out there, out here and here, is that, you know how we have Pilates as a program and people go to Pilates classes? Sure. Okay. I envision that in time people can go to body map classes. Oh. So that it's it's like it's programs that are offered in physio clinics, in different settings that with trained health professionals to yeah. teach movement, which is like a mindful movement practice that's mm. specifically geared to people with pain. So it's got education woven into movement. Brilliant. So that's my five-year plan. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. But it's very big. It's a very big, ambitious thing. So, but, you know, it's one step one step at a time, one layer of the cake. Yeah, yeah that's right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's that's, that's, and so there that, is a, you know, you, you must think of the trajectory that you're on. Like is it, and, and time is such a great helper of success because if you're doing something towards it every single day, um, someone said to me the other day, sometimes it's just a matter of hanging on <laughs> and you'll get there as much as yeah. forward moving all of the time. It's going to get there. It, it, the journey is big, yeah. but how, how else would, gosh, Joseph Pilates or 
the body pump people or anyone who's no, no body pumps not so much the relevance but you know anyone who's created a successful mainstream program it all started with a concept an idea and small groups and then from there and there and there yeah great trajectory that's so exciting very oh, ambitious I love it I love it but it's and not it, it's to feel a need though and I think that we have a huge problem with chronic pain yeah. And, you know, so, so, um, and what we're doing isn't really working on a bigger mm. scale. So mm. we need, you know, we know multi-D, you know, going to a multi-D clinic is helpful, but that's not accessible. That's not practical. So if we can have group programs that can really be economically viable as well, mm. I think that, um, yeah, there's it's a need. So true. Absolutely. Need yeah, I think. Definitely what you've shared would have resonated with so many people listening of going, oh, yeah, we are still siloed, aren't we? Yeah. That's the psychology, you know, they handle that body work. We handle that exercise biz. We yeah. handle that. But where's that combination? Mm, and so what would, what would you say to other practitioners who are thinking, yeah, I want to carve out a niche for myself, but I'm terrified of doing it? Yeah. I think I think I, I'll speak more to the physio world because that's the the world mm. that I know. Sure. Um, and it's kind of a little hard for me, I suppose, because I still haven't kind of. I, I mean, I do a lot of. I'm invited to do quite a lot of presentations and things, so I I am kind of in that niche. But I suppose it's about really finding if you feel that you have something that's a mm. little bit different that really offers something to your clients, then I think that's there to be shared. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it, it's identifying what you have and reaching out to community, I think, is helpful mm -hmm. so that you don't feel that you're alone in kind of working in that. So getting yeah. sort of some good people around you and certainly like yourself if you want to do it online, um, Megan, people like yourself to help support the IT aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and you've got to do the work behind it too. You've got to look at the yeah. research. You've got to work out mm. where it fits um, in relation to that. But our profession is built on people that have gone outside the square. Physio is built that. on that. If we look at the Jeff Maitlands of the world, you know, and things, and, you know, some people might say that's had, their time, had its time, but really, you know, it's built our skill set as a profession. And I think mm. that, you know, sitting on the edge, and being prepared to stand your ground is, is important. And I do think things like mindfulness is really helpful in Absolutely. us addressing the, the doubts and the thinking and the, the, the fear that we might have and going, yeah. yeah, do it anyway. I love it. And the brilliance of learning mindfulness to teach clients is the personal empowerment and discovery of self isn't it so you know people who come and work with you in your sphere if they if they're saying I'm coming to learn so I can help my clients wow that um, life-changing experience for yeah, yourself you can't, you can't separate it so yeah. you know people people that come to my courses right from the beginning we talk about this is not about just what you do mm -hmm. it's not a doing thing well, yes, it is a doing thing as well, but it really has to come from in here. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't teach someone to swim if you don't know how to swim yourself. Oh, so you know? true. And mindfulness is 
is not some weird new age. You know, mindfulness is paying attention and being mm. present to noticing mm. what's happening in your body and in your mind. So, I mean, it's, it's a human trait, mm. but, you know, in our busy world, we can tend to, we can tend to lose touch with that. So, yeah, so it wow. is. It's, it's, it's all. And, and that's why I think this is where I think people that have come, come to the trainings years ago feel that it's been helpful because that was a, a shift in recognising yeah. That other part of themselves. Yeah. That you don't go back. No. It Once stays you, with you. Yeah, that's right. I think you, you that's what I've it stayed with them and it's brought yeah. a different element into their work over over years. Yeah. You know, and in some cases changed the trajectory of their choices as to how they work with people and what they've that's, established. Yeah. I did a mindfulness course and I'd love to do more. I'm going to be in touch with you. 10 years ago and it changed my life and I think about it every day I do this the meditations from that every day from 10 years ago uh, yeah. it's life-changing how you you know that oh everyone's out to get me la, 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 la. hang on a minute you know it's that whole changes your whole mindset of how you are in the your place in the world and what's happened lately you know over the last five years or so because there's a lot of mindfulness in the media it's mm. got people kind of it's got diluted people think it's the relaxation technique and you yeah. and I even know that that's not that's not what it is Way of life. and I think you know there's a bit of oh, oh mindfulness blah. there's a bit of disregarding it and going you know mm. now nah, that's just some light fluffy kind of thing perhaps because we don't, you know, it, it's that lack of recognition of the depth of the practice as a human trait and skill, you know. Yeah. But when you've explored it, yeah, you get it. If you haven't explored it, like people watching this might go, oh, yeah, oh, bloody mind, you know, mindfulness again. You know, it's not, what a, is this? It's not a YouTube it's not video. Try. Yeah, you kind of once you, you once you've kind of explored it, you do. It kind of really then can understand and see how it's important and why and what role it can play in your life as a Mm. clinician or just as a you know as a family member as a person as a community member yeah and Georgia you do such great work you you do work that matters so much how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out more they want to start joining your email list did you hear? Georgie's yeah. growing her email list, so come That's and join us. <laughs> That's a great question. Well, I have a I have a um, web page, which is georgie at georgiedavidson.com. Uh, I also have a Facebook page. I have two Facebook pages, actually. One is Mindful Movement Physiotherapy, which is more geared at the work I do with working with clients with pain. Mm-hmm. And then I have one that's Body Map and the Body Map Facebook page. And at the moment they are both public, so you can access them publicly. And the Body Map one has is um, more geared at health professionals. And I've, you know, I put posts in there fairly regularly around uh, different tips and ways of working with people with pain and opportunities and things. What a star student you've been. Thank you so much. This is, this is I mean, my, my vision is I want the go-to people to claim their space. I want pelvic pain i want the you know physio mindfulness body mindfulness i want the you know cancer coping person whoever they are in whichever space that their calling is i want them to claim that space and it would be 
the greatest sense of pride for me to have the directory one day that any friend or family member says, who do I go to for my ACL rehab? But, you know, I've also got one leg that's shorter than the, I don't know, whatever it is, Georgie, I'm rambling. But, you know, like who is that go-to person? And that person has, maybe it's a physical clinic, but maybe it's telehealth. And yes, they've got their courses. And yes, they've got their community. And people with that challenge can go there and know they're in the right place. Like that excites me no end. And you're building that. So keep us posted. Can't wait to see this trajectory unfold. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Uh, thanks so much, Georgie. And if, for anyone who wants more information about creating an online course, have a look at my website. We've got the Private Practice Online Course Academy that Georgie's been a wonderful student and part of. And, uh, yeah, Georgie, can't wait to, to see what's next. And thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah, thank you so much, Megan, and thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye.